Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Thursday! Hope you guys are having a great week. I'm in Austin, Texas, Cap City Comedy Club. Loving it. Love this city, man. Austin is, uh, I don't know what their name, their, their, their nickname is. Like the city that, the city of, the city of booze and puke. I don't know. People get fucked up in this city. I love it. Uh, today's episode, another ALN classic, continuing with our ALN classic week. Uh, today is the great Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland, baby. In this episode, which, is full of uh, some of my favorite stories we've had on the podcast. But uh, Jeff teases at the fact that Curb Your Enthusiasm is coming back. And now we're about a month and a half away from it coming out. The the uh, ninth season, which um, your boy Adam Ray is a part of. I can't say what I do or what episode I'm in, but I'm in it, baby. And uh, I can't fucking wait. It's my favorite show. Uh, this, uh, this episode was so fun. Another... Another great uh, uh, conversation that I just forgot we had and how great it was. Um, so uh, I'm really pumped to put this one back up. And, uh, and, and of course, be on the lookout for Kirby Enthusiasm um, coming this October. And also uh, watch the Goldbergs. Jeff is on that, and he's hilarious. Um, tour dates. This week, this weekend, I'm still in Austin, Cap City. Tonight, tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, come out and see me. The show's been a blast. i got Avery Pearson with me. We're doing the music thing. And uh, at the end of my, uh, my 45 minutes of stand-up, and uh, these crowds are just electric. So if you're in Austin, come out and see me tonight, Friday, Saturday, Cap, Cap City Comedy Club. Tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. Uh, Brad Williams. Where's Brad Williams? Brad's at the Ontario Improv um, tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday. So go see Brad, Ontario, California, the Improv, um, Friday Saturday and Sunday, Ontario, California. Brad Williams. Tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. Aboutlastnightpodcast.com for ALN merch uh, and past episodes. New site coming soon. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Rate and comment on the iTunes page. And uh, tell a friend. Tell a family member. Say, get into the podcast, man. Spread the good word. We got so many great eps on the way. Uh, Joey Lawrence, Andrew Keegan, uh, Bobby Lee, Brent Morin coming back, Adam Devine coming back, uh, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., holy shit. So an all-star lineup coming your way, so make sure you're subscribed. And now that we got the tour dates, Twitter handles, uh, which you fucking know, I'm not saying I'm on these shorter intros, because people have been complaining. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another ALN Classic episode with the great Jeff Garland. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. curse you and he cursed himself he's dead <laughs> but you know no 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 there's no curse curses are stupid uh have you thrown out a pitch at wrigley i have thrown out a pitch it fell short oh no the crowd booed me it was sold out crowd no you? yeah and the thing is i had a stroke in 2000 and so my right arm it's strong enough like i lift weights it's strong yeah. enough to do everything daily yeah never does it feel weaker unless i throw a baseball and i go oh but if i had warmed up 
or I didn't know until I got to the ballpark, right. and I didn't know that I shouldn't have until after I did it. Yeah. Um, but uh, if I had time to warm up in like a few weeks to like, I would have been fine. Right. But, but, but no, it, it, well, it was cold, cold on a <laughs> yeah. weak arm. Oh, that's not. So I a picked good combo. it up, and I I had the catcher move in, and I threw it like a sissy. <laughs> this next one, which ended up being actually the play of the day. What on the Cubs broadcast? Yeah, they that's almost fun. better than an Emmy. Yeah, it's better, it's better than an Emmy. <laughs> I feel like there is pressure as a comedian, though, in those situations, right? Like, people are expecting... To be funny. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that every comedian should know when they ever they do anything at Wrigley Field. Bill Murray's a Cub fan, mm-hmm. and the things that he's done, you cannot top it. He once threw the ball over the backstop, which was like, you, it was like a pop-up. But my favorite one that he ever did was where he threw it and then ran the bases... And he ran him hard and <laughs> slid into third. No. It's like you can't top. No. I'm not. I don't want to top Bill Murray. Yeah. Well, I mean, and yeah. I mean, I want to top Bill sure. Murray, but that's never going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. if you think you are the guy that did it, who's yeah. going to be the first one to say you did it? Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. It, 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 it's almost that thing where it takes a little bit of the pressure off because you're like, yeah. yeah. But the 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 top of the mountain is. Bill Murray. Yes, so yes, yes, that, yes. That's all right. Like, if the top of the mountain, if, if like Bieber did something, then you'd be like, okay, I could, I could beat that. But then, but, but then, no, like, if Bieber did something, <laughs> what you say is, what? What did he do? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, he's to be ignored. Yeah. <laughs> that's my point. Bill Murray, everything must be paid attention yeah. to, yes. but not scrutinized. Yeah. And Justin Bieber, everything needs to be ignored, <laughs> including his albums, including his work. <laughs> And including his work with charities, I don't care. Everything with Justin Bieber is to be ignored. So, even if he does something good. He, he, no matter what, like, he can never work his way back from where he is. I feel like if Jeff Garland ran for any sort of political office, that would be your platform. And your only platform. No, you know what? I, uh, you, uh, last election, I said I wanted to be a a uh, Republican candidate. Mm-hmm. So when, uh, what's her name from Alaska? Um, uh, Palin. Yeah, Palin. Sarah Palin. Yeah. After she spoke, I, I, everyone and everyone had their you know chance to speak. I go, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's insane. And you know I'd keep on going at her. Yeah. And they would go, Mr. Garland, uh, we're gonna have to escort you out. And I go, I've I've finished what I came here to do. Yeah. I'm all good. I just want someone to just really because everyone was the, all the other Republicans are being really polite with yeah. her. Sure. So yeah. I wanted them to enough of that. Nail her. But the thing about Trump is. All you all you can really say to Trump is because he's a horrible human being. Yeah. All you can just go is, "Hey, your hair." <laughs> like if you feel like attacked, I'm doing a debate with him. Yeah. All I would ever say is, "Ah, your hair." <laughs> I wouldn't say anything more. I'd say it that lightly, lightly, right. and throw yeah. it away almost. Throw it away. So then yeah. he's like, "Ah, your hair." So I was like, blah, 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 because I'm not going to get into a shouting match with sure. him no. because it's not a matter of winning. It's a matter of he'll always just have something he stupid. He will oh. shout louder. Yeah, but yeah. with his hair, what does he got? Let me say, I'll. I'll I watched the show Kirby Enthusiasm. It was horrible. It was the worst show ever. It, yeah. it, it, I'm, I'm glad it's canceled. Nobody cares. I've it, never seen anyone <laughs> react more instantaneously to criticism than that man. And, and he's a liar. I, I, you know. Have you met he, him? No. <laughs> I was on, when I say he's a liar, 
he uh, did he he did this whole golf course in in uh, is it Scotland or Ireland? Oh, uh, Ireland, the thing, Ireland. The, the, yes, the thing for the reason yeah, sports. yes. There's I a piece that, yeah. I saw on HBO about yeah. him trying. There was one guy holding out, one who, farmer. That's one like, farmer. So you saw the same yes, thing. It's so great. And then they built it. He won, and all the promises that he made yeah. never happened. Never. All of them. It's gonna be and, the most luxurious golf yeah, yeah. course. In the, well, in he the says the greatest one ever, but but it, but it, they didn't employ the amount of people, all mm-hmm. that stuff. You know, he's not gonna uh, win. He's, no, he's he's he's. No, well, there's no way I, now. Oh no, he's not gonna win. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the Republican Party, you know, it's been criticized for being screwed up. Mm-hmm. If this isn't proof of it, because <laughs> truly, if he was running on the Democratic side, he'd never get the nomination. No. Hillary's going to get the nomination. And win, and the best thing that she's doing is staying out of yeah. the fray. Well, yeah, she's not getting involved. Well, it was weird have, that she yeah. did a selfie with uh, what's her name, um, uh, who also is met. Uh, uh, Kanye's wife. Oh, uh, uh, Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a weird one. But, yeah. oh, but in general, I'm not yeah. going to hold that against her. Because how do I know? <laughs> That's Let me just tell you something. To, like, try Let's to say be there's hip. a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. Let's sure. just be totally honest. Me at my irreverent, mo- uh, the most, the highest level of irreverence I could have. Right. She's there. She tells me she's lost. She goes, "Oh, Jeff Garland, I'm a big fan of yours. Will you take a picture with me?" Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're, like, I'm, you're right. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm too proud. Yeah, I'm too proud. You're wrong, but you know, uh, yeah. So it's like she's a human being. She's, totally. And by the way, I take a selfie with Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I would, because you know why? Sure. I get tons of press. Yeah. People would go, "What are you doing?" Carmen and then I would, Trump. I, I would actually cause him damage because I would say, "No way would I vote for him." Yeah. No way. I think he stinks. But he wanted to take a picture with me. What am I going to do? Want, yeah. He was on Conan once when I was on Conan. And he was not friendly, so that tells Jesus. you. Jesus, oh, is that, that is that an immediate kind of X for you if somebody just isn't a nice person? Almost. By the way, I understand people having bad days. Totally, I way get it. Because you've probably had run-ins with people where they've met. You know, I met. I you know, I hear this story a lot from people who have like tiny encounters where they'd be like, "I met Julia Roberts at the airport, and she was a total bitch." You're like, "Really? What happened?" Well, she was running to her flight, yeah. and I screamed at her. I'm a big fan. She didn't even turn around. Well, yeah. she did turn around, but then she said, sorry, I'm late. And I was like, I was holding my phone up for a picture. She wouldn't even look for a quick picture. Are you improvising this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, a very did this happen to you? Was no, this, it's, a very unre- the- it's a very unrealistic story. <laughs> I've heard no, stories no, like that. No, no, but she would not turn and say, sorry, I'm late. She would have just kept going. Because you right. know what? That's what I would have done. Yeah. <laughs> or I would have yelled, thank you, and kept going. Yeah. Who needs the exchange? It was a bad improv. It was well, I shouldn't say bad. It was mediocre because it wasn't based in reality. You did include an airport and you include an actual person. I'll tell you why it's based in reality. My first time on a set out here with my buddy to help me get my SAG card, did me a three day extra thing to uh, get my vouchers. And And it was a movie with her? No, it was in the extra holding, but I listened to so many crazy stories from people who've been doing the extra work for years. Right, who have bitterness stories. Yes, and, sir. And by the way, a lot of people become extras, truthfully, because mm-hmm. yeah. they think they're going to get become discovered. Or they do it enough that they have their SAG card, and that's the only thing standing between them and getting a better part is not having a SAG card. <laughs> it is just, ah, uh, people are idiots. <laughs> you're, so, you're so glad to be on the other side of it, huh? Well, yes, because that's what I aspired to. Were you ever... Not because I want to separate myself from... uh, Although I don't really usually hang out with extras. I'm very friendly to them. They're nice people. Yeah, sure. How many... You guys uh, have a decent amount of extras on Curb, right? 
A uh, curb, yes, yeah. yeah. Goldberg, Rec- not so much. As a matter yeah. of fact, Curb is the one show where if you're an extra, you have, do have a, de- a, a, a mediocre chance of being upgraded. Well, because it's an <laughs> which is show. usually it's impossible to be yeah. upgraded. But on our show, if you're an extra, and mm-hmm. sometimes we'll have to meet like five extras, we pull them aside and just talk to them, and we say, "Okay, her," because there's a situation where we hadn't counted on. Where it looks weird if the person, you know, like you watch a show, yeah. someone's clearly an extra, they can't talk, right. and you think they should say something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Curb Your Enthusiasm, I bet you we upgraded over seven years a dozen extras easy, wow. which is a lot. That, yeah. That's huge because that, that never happens. Your well, job because, is to be in the background well, because, and not be noticed. But, but because we wanted it to be real. Right. It's like on Curb Your Enthusiasm, one thing Larry and I are always proud of if someone says something funny that's meant to be funny, mm-hmm. The other person laughs. Yeah. Unlike, you know, on a, a sit normal sitcom, mm-hmm. if someone says something clever, it's for the audience to laugh. Right. The other person obviously didn't hear it. I think listening skills are what what's wrong with <laughs> your your usual comedy. You know. Well, well sure, because they're 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 saying that's going to get in the way of the of the audience's experience. But it's just no, it's going to enhance it because enhance that's a, it. That's a enhance real moment. it. But that just—it's a hackneyed way of thinking. Was that a true sign of, of if something was going to stay in? Because um, I mean, I've heard you say in other interviews too, and just from my you know countless curb, um, uh, you know, fascination. And, and I went to the thing at Largo when you and Larry when you interviewed Larry. Oh, that's the very first one of my podcast when I was doing my podcast. That was maybe one of the greatest nights of and it was fucking it was, by the way how hard were he and i laughing so hard and that's what was so great for so what if i by the way for people watching that night yeah. or if you've listened to it it's still available yeah. on uh, itunes and earwolf and uh, soundcloud and, the, and all that. what's the podcast called that one's still up i've taken a lot of them down i left that one up and so it was uh, a special night because it felt from as an audience well, member but what, but, but what right. was cool about that was that's essentially what it's like, Larry and I on the set. Seemed like it. We talk right. like that. We make sure left. I make discoveries like he's never used a jukebox. <laughs> yeah, that and was he also amazing. well, the other one was that yeah. he's never taken a picture with a camera. Yeah, that's right. that blew my mind. <laughs> and he and was just, so cash about it. And but, you're but, grilling but, but, him. but we both like, oh, I can't believe that. <laughs> but that'll happen to us on the set. Mm. I literally, when we're making Curb Your Enthusiasm, laugh from morning until night. Fuck. I mean, it, all day, it, it, it and we're taking like, our work seriously. Yeah, but you laugh because it's just you're having fun. It's funny, and it le- lends itself to. And the then, show. how much of the stuff when you? Uh, I mean, how much do you laugh during taping versus Not off taping? Zero, zero during taping. So it's all off. I should say zero. I laugh. Larry loses his, you know, he loses control quite often. I almost never. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I have. Yeah, sure. You know, and the thing that I love about uh, that that whole show i mean so many things but it it, it seems like you watch that and you think oh le- le- no one can be like that no one could be like larry uh, was in that show right and then you see him in a casual interview you're like oh wait no that's him that's him it is but it isn't it's him with the, the show up, or? no no with 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 the id ruling Mm, okay. You know, where you know in real life you turn down the id. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I think since the show he's turned up his id <laughs> because he sees he can get away with it. But in general, that's what it is. It's like, oh, I'm thinking this. Well, let me talk about it and let me do it in the show where I wouldn't do it in real life. Like, would he? An example, like in the show when he like bumped into Michael J. Fox in the last season, and like, and then was like, was that was that the Parkinson's? You know, like something like that. Would he do that in real life? 
Yes. <laughs> Excuse my voice for cracking. Yes, but it would take hours of him thinking about doing it first. For sure. Like he wouldn't just do it. Right. He's a Parkinson's. Yeah. But he would have called me and go, you think I should ask him about the part? You know what right. I mean? Like it would, okay, yeah. So, uh, so he's it's, very po- he, it's possible. I'm not saying he would. Yeah. It's possible. But in general, like on the show, he just does it. You know, and if someone's irritating him, it's just, uh, but I've become more that way. Yeah. I'm very, uh, you know, throw it out there type thing. Was it really every, I mean, how much of a base um, script would you guys even go in with before? Oh, no, there's a, see, that's the thing that I always want to make clear. Yeah. There's a solid seven page outline yeah. story, right. scene by scene. Heavily you know, beat it out. Not beat it out, paragraphs, the story. Okay. No beats. Beats are nowhere, nowhere near. So it's not like a beat sheet. It's really the story of the show. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, fill in the dialogue, what have you. But it's really well written and, th- and thought out. Yeah, because you got to, I mean, it, it, uh, I just got a part in this new uh, Christopher Guest movie coming out. Mm-hmm. And they sent me a script. And I thought it was like an all improvised movie. But you see it and you're like, oh, wait, no. They He writes they a full script out. and yeah. then includes improv. Yes. And, uh, well, it, that's great, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I, yeah I, what are you I, playing I, again? I, I play a guy in a worm costume, so life is going good. What if I told you? <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> you know, if you're in a worm co- costume. With Fred Willard in the scene. Yeah. So. Oh, Fred Willard, who's my pal. Star of Dealing with, with Idiots. Dealing with Idiots. I was in Wally with him. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Um, he's uh, one of the great ones. Oh, you're working with Fred Willard. What yeah. should Brad? Done. Yeah, good done. night nurse, as you yeah, say. Good night nurse, big time. That's great. <laughs> now uh, you've obviously improv with Fred before. Do you, yeah. Do you have any tips? Uh, any any things I should be aware of? No. If you're a nice guy and you're and you're good, you're fine. Great. If you know, he's just such a nice man that I think even if you're bad and you're a bad guy, he'd still be nice. Yeah, he's well, such a he's so kind and so funny. Mm-hmm. There's a line he said in the, this movie I made called "Dealing with Idiots." Such a great film. What? Thank you, man. Yeah, it's I. He said yeah. he like they were talking about. There's too many wheelchair, you know, handicapped spaces. Yeah. And then he said, "Well, let, this, this is like little league baseball." And he says, "Well, how can we get? How can we encourage more handicapped people to come to the games?" Yeah. <laughs> that was his. Was that thing. an improv? That was completely improvised. And then he said, and, "Yeah." And then what did he say when the when the um, uh, uh, who was the actress that's uh, who was asking everybody to like? She immediately asked you to Give donate money. some because your kid's yeah. eating a lot of yeah, the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, her? Yeah. What's Ash's name? Uh, Jamie Gertz. Yeah, and uh, and and she, and and Fred's like, my, my attorneys advised me not to say anything right now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but go ahead and put me down for whatever you think's good, and put a little star next to it just to make it seem <laughs> like I, you know, I was in, in favor of doing this or whatever. You know, <laughs> oh, he's tremendous. Uh, when did um, uh, you meet Fred? Was that back in Chicago? Second City days. I don't remember, okay. but it was a great moment. <laughs> no, you know where I met Fred was doing a talk show one time. Cool. And then Hang doing out. another talk show. We've been on talk shows together a few times. No, I love the guy. I can't. Uh, he's one of my heroes. Uh, that movie, as I raved to you uh, in the hallway of the comedy store, uh, which we'll segue into because that also has a special reason for why we're here. <laughs> um, but uh, was so. Movies like that, that I mean, I first of all couldn't tell that it was improvised because it seemed so. Which movie? Dealing with idiots. Oh, dealing with yeah. idiots. Uh huh. Um, I've watched it four times already. Really? Yeah, man. Wow. I showed it to my mom when she came down to visit and helped me move into my new apartment. My favorite scene in that movie. The Odenkirk scene. Odenkirk scene yeah. in, in uh, the in the print shop. It, it's maybe the, one of the greatest monologues 
and I'll go on record saying this in movie history. Yeah, it's pretty. And then ridiculous. when you told me that he improvised, he, he improvised what was the thing that um, the goulash? Did, I yeah. put the can of goulash in between. It was a there was a. a a store, like a little old lady owned this little <laughs> grocery store, and I bought goulash. She had goulash on the counter. I bought it. So I went over Who to- Who sells goulash anymore, by the way? <laughs> Can you get, get me- Smart uh, person. Thank you. An intelligent um, person So uh, um, I just asked for water. Yeah. If people are listening, and they're like, get me what? Do you guys want water? Yes, please. Yes, please. Thank you. And Three if there's any waters. Make them fresh and delicious. <laughs> and if there's any goulash laying around. <laughs> but anyway, I bought- So I go, and I put it on the counter. We're in like a print shop, yeah. and I go, I care what you do. Use this. <laughs> But you understand, Bob's one of my oldest and best friends. And I knew that he would do something. He goes, okay. There was no, like, like most people go, what do I do with that? Like, he didn't have he that thought. Okay. Yeah. And, and just rattles off a hilarious model. How often yeah. would you, yeah, I mean, that's uh, so many layers to what he began to speak about in that yeah, scene. Yeah, you know, it's unbelievable. Uh, and it's all based on me just saying. How hard was that not to laugh, though? I mean, because your truth is. It's it's just you just do it you just get in the do you scene. You lock I'm in when guy. you feel someone in the but zone. But I did when I was playing this guy, a comedian. It was similar to me. The way you do it is like he just does what he does, and you're there. But the only thing I had to remember was who I was, why I was there, and so I'm listening. But you have to remember that what I'm doing as a director, observing this is the same thing I'm doing as the actor, yeah. which is I have to hold in my laughter as the director to not disturb things mm -hmm. and in character because I want this guy to continue. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If I yeah. laugh at him, he'll say, why are you laughing at me? I so mean, it sort yeah. of ruins it yeah. if oh, I God. do. Yeah. yeah, Cuts it off. So. so, And you, by the way, the shots of me in that scene, I don't know how many two shots there were, but the singles of me, because I used two cameras at all times, was literally while he was telling the story. So it's not me cheating, which you can do, <laughs> sure. where you just shoot me standing there, dump sort of like blank face with no one talking. <laughs> right. But no, it was done at the same time. Well, because you want to get the authentic reaction. <laughs> well, you what, do, yeah. And so, is. well, there's that subtext of me watching, and, and the audience is thinking he wants to die laughing now. He thinks he's <laughs> nuts. The name of the movie is Dealing with Idiots. Yeah. It's about my character dealing with idiots. Yeah. 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 Is the amount of improv in that movie and, and how much you know you guys do in Curb and, and also like in your stand-up like... Yeah, my it, I improvise from an outline. Yeah. Right? Is, Every time. And every you've always time. done that. It's insane. I don't know, sometimes I don't even have an outline. I just say, what should I talk about? Sometimes you just grill a comedian about asking you to do his podcast. <laughs> well, I've done that. Oh, I did that Thank from the you stage so much, one night, didn't I? Yeah, I yeah. yeah. So let me, yeah, I want to briefly just preface for our audience that I think this is might be two, over a year and a half in the making. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, which is fine because it takes time. You're very busy. And also it's just, you know. Um, Trying to find the time when it takes time to, to find. Yeah. And um, but uh, your very sweet wife, Marla, who I've known for a while from uh, um, auditions. Uh, I think I asked her when we were all at a Paul Feig party. And uh, and she was like, did, and I was like, do you think? And she was like, yeah, you join me to, you know, ask now. I was like, no, I don't want to do it now at the party. I don't want to like burden him with that. I'd rather have some conversation about something fun and not business related. And then I was like, I'll send you an email. Maybe you can pass that along to him and get the at least the conversation rolling. And then that started, and then we started an email exchange, and then it was locking in some dates, and then we had to shift some things. And then I think, and then I brought you up at the comedy store one night. And this is now after. And, you know, I'm very per persistent because there's a balance definitely that you have to figure out between being um, annoying and being 
This is why I don't Proact- do my podcast. This is why I don't do my podcast anymore. Why? Because it hard. You were bugging your friends. I was bugging people I know. I was doing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a pain in the ass. It is a pain. And then in I the thought ass. about having a booker, but then I thought I don't want to deal with a booker. Because you have relationships with them. Yeah, yeah. and so personal. everyone who did my show um, was somebody I respected and know, you know, and if not friends with, and so they all probably had no problem or didn't even think twice about saying yes, though, right? For the, but, but nobody jumps into a podcast. <laughs> you know, if you have a talk show on NBC, people are more apt to go, yeah, no. Yeah. But Maybe podcast, I should have said it was Katie Couric from the get-go. A podcast is yeah. like saying, hey, will you, um, will you drive your car, but... <laughs> Through a bumpy road and, <laughs> and a forest, and then, and then drop like, me off at the airport. And then drop me off at the airport. No, no, don't. It's not that far, but it's almost like it's very, it's very like. Yeah, I guess I'd ride on a bumpy road and a forest. Whose car is this? Is he now? talking about our podcast? Where, Brad? I can't tell. No, but but you know what yeah, I'm saying. It's, yeah. So that's what I always like. I remember I met Lily. Todd. Here's the thing that was happening too. I'd meet people who I adore and 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 look up to, like Lily Tomlin. Yeah, and she was so nice. And she knew who I was, and I fucking asked her to do my podcast. It's uncomfortable. She says, yes, I'll definitely do it. Da-da. But then once I started contacting her and stuff, it became awkward. Yeah. Right. They, she was very yeah. nice. Yeah. And she said no in the nicest way after a few <laughs> exchanges. Like, she said no because of a reason, but she didn't leave the door open. Uh, like, ask me again, or I'm right. sorry. Like you did for us. You yeah. said, right, not right now, maybe this time, right, ch- check back in. By the way, I will, I will and have said, I, 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 especially, I mean, this past few years especially, no comes very easy to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it really does. I say no. I say no to, I, I say no to interviews and like, like the newspaper, magazine, TV talk shows. Time, I just turned huh? down yeah. a big national one recently because wow. I didn't want to do it. I didn't like the circumstances. Well, yeah. I mean, it, so, it, it, it's a it's almost a relieving point in your career because when you start off, you ha- you have to say yes to everything because you're not on you it. You really well. The, the reason that you have to say yes that no one really knows is just to have the experience. Yeah. Because when you're experienced, that's everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's everything. Because then you know how to navigate through some of the. Every, but you know everything. But but it's like you have to do a dozen bad sitcoms before you can go. All right, and none of that, none of right. that anymore. And I'm not talking about being a regular on a dozen bad sitcoms. Yeah. But I'm like guesting. You have to say yes to all these things, so that way down the road you've been on the set. You know what it's like. You know how certain directors are. You know w- the way it works. Yeah. And have it's like going to class. Like this is going to class. Yeah. And no one's going to hold it against you when you do a shitty sitcom and you're 24 years old. No, because you you would. I mean, Leonardo work. DiCaprio was on uh, Growing was Pains. It? Growing Pains. Yeah. Come on, if you're going to hold something against somebody. <laughs> Shots you know, fired, Leo. Yeah, no, but no. I, yeah, I, 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 of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shots fired. You were making a joke. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, at that point, I did something rare, which is taking myself seriously. <laughs> See, when you get me pontificating, it becomes dangerous. Well, let me just say, so so at the store that night then, I think we'd had maybe about probably 15 to 16 email exchanges and four or five dates that, that uh, were locked in and then changed. And then I bring you up, and when I hear that uh, it was you, I was like, part of me got nervous because I was like, I hadn't seen you since... You said check in. Uh, I remember talking with Brad about this. He said check in in a couple months, and then I checked in, and then two weeks had gone by, and I hadn't heard anything. So in my head, I was like, and in my head also, I had thought, all right, you know what? Enough is enough. Like Dayenu, you know. And uh, and <laughs> I just uh, wave, wave yeah. the white garland flag. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, you know what? And then I brought you up. So then I was like, okay, well, this is gonna be. 
at least maybe I can look him in the eye one last time and be like, sorry for bugging the shit out of you, man. And then you get up there and you go, Adam Ray has a podcast. And then you went into this five-minute rant about how uh, you go. I think it was even longer. Than it might have been longer. You go. Does anybody listen to Adam Ray's podcast? And a handful of people clap. And you go. Eh, that's what I thought. And you go. I'll do it someday. He's been bugging me for maybe about two years. And he goes every day. He goes. I'll probably. I'm, I'll probably do it. He goes. Eh, maybe I won't. He goes. Was Adam funny? People kind of clap. And then you go. Yeah, yeah. He might make it. I should do it. He probably won't. But, you know, yeah. this great laugh. Yeah, yeah. And then you go, it's tough to make it. You go, he's good looking. He does, you know, he'll he'll be fine. He goes, I have to be funny to, uh, right. you know. Well, you know, the thing is, that's how you improvise, by the way. You just say what pops in your head. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm editing. So am I, th- so I am literally thinking, I'm literally thinking, not trying as a joke. Right. Is he going to make it someday? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he can. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's got a, he's a good looking kid. And then even, and that was getting laughs. And yeah. even the thing, uh, the one thing I probably did say as a joke that I should do it because you might be famous. What do I give a shit? Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be with you guys. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like. You can't have. It's like being nice to assistants because they might be somebody yeah, someday. Be a, that's bullshit. Big, big just be nice to assistants. Be nice to them. Yeah. Just be nice because that's because that's what you do. You yeah, that's because that's what you do. You, you, you just but be a good but lo and behold, the number of people say, oh, "I'm always nice to assistants." You just never know. Well, now I know with you. Yeah. You need to be motivated to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I, I, I've always respected the fact that you that you go on stage and you do. Uh, what many people believe to be one of the hardest things in the world, and you just completely improvise with no script. Yeah, uh, I I saw you perform. It was at Bob Saget's uh, Scleroderma. Uh, oh yeah, charity. I saw you there. Yeah, with a really beautiful girl. Oh Thank yeah, you. Thank is you, that sir. your girlfriend? <laughs> yes. Uh, Look at you in your bikini. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that was an non sequitur, by the way. It's not referring to you or her in a bikini. <laughs> Thank but you. But she was beautiful, man. Thank you. And yeah. uh, and in, in that room, in, in that room was heads of studios, Jimmy Kimmel, like. Yeah. Yeah. Like all, all these all Don Rickles. Don Rickles is in the room, yeah. and all all these uh, people in the in the industry. Stamos, yes, Stamos, and you're and you're going on after Jim Gaffigan, who just killed oh, with like just every line gets a lead, and you're like, I'm just gonna improvise it, and just the 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 stones that that takes, uh, like like knowing that John Mayer's going on. Right after. Would you, you do me a favor and please mention to your listeners that I did great? Did, yes. <laughs> no, I know. And you but you're did. just you're talking about the guts yeah. it took. But <laughs> please, talk about the finished please, product. Please man. mention that I did great. Jim Gaffigan kills before you. Yeah. John Mayer kills after. Stamos you. is there. Stamos is, he saw it. Yes. Yeah. He, I was grandfathered. <laughs> uh, no, but and and you did well that night. And Jack Black uh, texted me during that. No told me way. I'm, told me I'm how great I am because <laughs> he was leaving and he knew that he. And see me. That's phenomenal. Well, he's the sweetest guy in the world. Is but he? Yeah. I mean, we met him actually. We did the uh, Kevin and Bean April Foolish show this past year at the Shrine. And he was there? And mm-hmm. we were all on the show together. And uh, yeah. him and Kyle, and you know, they were just the sweetest guys ever. Have you known him for a while as well? Who? Uh, Jack Black. Yeah. Oh, my God. Years and years and years and years. He's he's one of my favorite people. I do a, I do a benefit show with him at Largo every year. Awesome. With uh, uh, Tenacious D, with Kyle and he. The best. Uh, Christmas time. You knew them before they were Tenacious D? I knew them. Well, the first time I saw Jack, he wa- was on screen in, um, in um, I forgot the name of the movie. It was uh, a, 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 about a political guy, and Jack played a crazy guy who followed him. And then I was like, who the hell is this guy? But Jack and I, it was me and, t- I can tell you this, I was just telling somebody the story the other night. Yeah. 
we performed together many times on the same, he and I, and, and me and Tenacious D, yeah. on a bill in front of 10 people. And uh, yeah, we were, Jack and I reminisce about it all the time. It's just nuts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that you know, so no one knew who the hell we were. And That's so correct. There, there must be so many. I mean, pe- I mean, you hear when people come up in classes of um, right, yeah. That there's probably a handful yeah. of. And I bet you were nice to Jack Black because you never know. He could, he he could have been someone successful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was very nice to Jack. I, I love Jack. That one paid off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't help but you know, yeah, you know. Look, I'm not saying I'm always nice. You know, people who are assholes really think. They're not assholes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they think that they're great and they're, you know. Uh, so I just want to be I, humble with my humbleness. I did hear I a story. <laughs> I, I did hear a story about you one time where you said you went to a movie theater and you watched a movie for about five minutes and then stood up in the middle of the theater and just went, Nope! And then, and then just walked out of the theater. I think you I told did. that on the Kevin and Bean show. Oh, that's, that's, yes, I did do that. I don't remember what movie what it was. Film. I walk out of movies all the time. Do you really? Oh, my God. Let's talk about this because I've walked out of a couple in my well, day. Well, here's the it, way to, here's the way, okay, I can't do it anymore because of who I am. Sure. I mean, right. Here's what I mean by that. Yeah. When I, no one knew who I was, mm-hmm. I'd watch 10 minutes of a movie, it was terrible. All you got to do is ask for the manager, say you're sick, and they give you a pass to come back for another movie any other time. Because my attitude was has always been, you got, and it's now when I even can't get the pass, you got my money, yep. you ain't going to get my time. Huh. Hey, there you won. You yeah. don't care about my money. Yeah. You don't care whether I dig the movie. No. no I mean, so, the, 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 you got what you wanted. Box office numbers. Yeah, the box office numbers don't say it made $17 million and 100,000 people walked out. Yeah. Like, no, it, it By the way, that. yeah, that would be, that's hysterical. I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I just took my twin six-year-old nieces in Seattle to Annie the Musical because I was like, I want to get them started. Oh, like, Annie the movie thing? Yeah, no, the musical. Oh, live, you mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the Broadway. Uh, it was at the Paramount Theater in Seattle, uh-huh. and they hadn't seen a big musical yet, and they had just seen the new Annie. Uh-huh. And their first critique was, we like Brown Annie better. And then uh, they got tired, and in intermission, they're both laying down on me, and one of them goes, the singing's making me sleepy. And I was like, you know what? That's a fair and honest critique, because it is a little slow. And uh, So it wasn't a good production. Yeah. Wow. And I'm a big fan of musicals, and I was hopefully trying to instill that. Uh, Who doesn't love a good brown Annie? <laughs> I mean, brown Annie. I mean, that sounds like unbelievable. You order off a menu, like oh, I'll, I'll take a brown it's, Annie. Well, the way a brown Annie would be like, uh, 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 you know, like peach cobbler with chocolate ice cream, right? Doesn't that sound like that's what it would be? Only oh, Marie Callender. Brown Annie. Brown Annie. Oh my God! For, um, for lunch, I had a Reuben, and then they have the best brown Annie. <laughs> My sister-in-law makes this apple dessert, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's just some sort of apple dessert. There's no specific, but I make everybody refer to it as Apple Brown Betty. So I'll have them when my sister-in-law's serving. I'll have my, my kids. I go, "Tell her you want a piece of Apple Brown Betty," and they'll do it, <laughs> just because I love Apple. You know, yeah. saying Apple Brown Betty, which is a rolls weird, off the tongue. But yeah. that's the same thing as as a brown, brown Annie. Annie. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a pair of pe- it's peach cobbler with chocolate ice cream. <laughs> Maybe a couple of graham crackers stuck yeah, in the middle. Yeah, I, it, it does sound like a dessert. That's yeah. funny as shit. I would love it if they if they announced uh, it made twenty eight million dollars and then how, how many people, people walked, out? walked out of the movie? Oh, but 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 I love when when they'll say here's why the movie didn't work, and and you go, did anyone take into account that it's a shitty movie? Yeah. With people you don't want to see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you know what? It, it, and you're right. Uh, when, when you say you got my money, you're not getting my time. Because 
we, we only have so much of that. So right. why? 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 That's why I say no to podcasts. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. What, what, now, but what, I'm actually. I know I said that, mm-hmm. but I'm really enjoying myself. Thank, Thank you so much. All right, you guys are a, you, you guys are excellent. Thank you. This All is right, a, so, this is a big deal. I mean, you know, also too is like big you, deal. You just in, just interviewed Howie Mandel. How is that a big? I'm a big deal, Jeff. You're a big deal, and Curb is my favorite show of all time in uh, planet earth thank you when you're on mars what do you dig <laughs> no one ever had planet earth designing before. women designing women <laughs> huge on mars <laughs> hasselhoff huge in germany huge. mars is the not designing the women. women yes yeah. yes they, yes, they, yes. they absolutely love it. i mean they, they designing they just, women <laughs> just the idea that that show existed <laughs> So, if, if if you were in a movie theater and they started off with an episode of Designing Women, would that would, would that be a similar situation where you would just be nope? And, 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 well, I'll and tell you what out? happened last night. I went to oh, see boy. ACDC. Holy oh, shit! Dodger, Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium. Favorite yeah. band of all time. Love them. And by the way, never not great. I'm yeah. just letting you know that on album. Well, they've had some albums that were okay, but the majority of their work, pure, simple, straight ahead power chords, yeah. fantastic. I hate people that critique them like, well, all the songs no. sound the same. Like, no, yeah, baloney. and all the sounds fucking rule. Like, they're, they're, they're great. great. Did they're they great. bring? Did they bring it? Oh, they were fantastic. Yeah, yeah but they had an opening live. band. They're, they're awesome. They had an opening band. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't like slamming. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say their name. You can research it. If someone wants to take the time to go, who opened for ACDC? <laughs> but they were a bit pretentious, mm-hmm. and they. I didn't think they they had good songs, and they played for 45 minutes at a huge at an ACDC volume because yeah. it was set for that. And so by the time I forgot to bring my earplugs, so I could only handle. Even though I love them, yeah. about an hour of ACDC, I had to leave a good half hour, forty-five wow. minutes early. Well, I could my ears were they yeah. were hurting. Yeah, and um, but you, they were great. You, did you at least see a whole lot of Rosie? Where they? I left before whole lot of Rosie. That was like I saw the running order. That was like two or three songs. But, but I stayed. So you left about order. seventh inning stretch time, pretty much. I would actually say even sixth inning. Yeah, <laughs> there was no stretching. <laughs> Um, but it was, I love ACDC and, are you um, a big live concert guy in general? No, because mm-hmm. people are idiots. Yeah. Here's why. Good. For example, as much as my ears were ringing, the mm-hmm. woman standing and dancing in front of me, cigarette the whole time, oh. swinging it around. And you don't want to be like, can you please put that out? You know, you don't I, I don't want to, here's yeah. the thing. Yes. I have every right to say that yep. to her on the flip side. She'll be dead in it's five just, years. It's just like that. I don't want to have that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's, it's, I'm in the bath. I'm running time. to the bathroom right before the show. Show's about to start, mm-hmm. and some guy literally is walking out of the bath, walking out of the bathroom, and he says these words: um, uh, "ACDC's about to go on. Don't have time to wash my hands. That's rock and roll, people." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that rock and roll was actually bad hygiene. <laughs> And he was a really fat, disgusting man. I don't know who he was touching (laughs) or what hands he was shaking, but it was really, it was nauseating. Why did he have to announce it? And all I thought to myself was, I'm a gentleman of the world. (laughs) I think I'm retiring from outdoor concerts. I think that, that, yeah, I think that I I might, I I saw the... um, You don't know how many pee handshakes you're involving yourself with? By the way, I really don't because people shake my hand. A sure. lot. You got to go with the fist bump, like Howie yeah. and Harlan Williams. They no. go with the bump. Well, Howie, I thought he doesn't even he bumps. He bumps. Yeah. Oh, I don't bump. Bump. I, I don't even. I shake hands. Yeah, it's, it's a strong move. And I'm a big hand washer. Whenever I have an opportunity, I wash my hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> so, 
apparently to be rock and roll is to have horrible hygiene. Yeah, and that, so, but anyhow, those I'm not, I'm not wearing deodorant because Third Eye Blind's about to take the stage. <laughs> Let me, yeah, yeah, Third Eye Blind. <laughs> but by the way, I'm sure there's big fans of Third Eye Blind. Absolutely. Um, but, but the thing is, I love it. I actually ACDC. Mm-hmm. I used to be a security guard at rock concerts when I was a what? teenager in early 20s oh, at the Hollywood Sportatorium in Hollywood, Florida. Okay, that's where you grew up, yeah. Yeah, after Chicago, then Florida, and then back to Chicago. Gotcha. And um, I worked security, and I worked security. I, I mean, you know, I was in the barricade, you know, the front of the yeah. stage. That's where you always want to be. That was the best spot, of course. And. Um, I was in the barricade and uh, ACDC's Back in Black tour. Oh, God. Yes. So that's prime. So that was like, wow. I mean, I would have loved to have seen Angus, uh, I mean, not Angus Young. Um, what's his name? Who died of drugs? Um, uh, not Brian Johnson. Bon Scott. Yeah. Bon, bon Scott. Yeah. Bon Scott. I would have loved to see him because, you know, they don't do It's a Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, Brian Johnson won't do that in Out reference to. Yeah. yeah. And that's I great. love, that's my favorite ACDC yeah. song yeah. With, with the bagpipes. I, I got goosebumps. I love that song. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow. No kidding around. You know, Brian Johnson, back then, so that we're talking about, okay, 30 years ago. So he was, well, fuck, he was 38 years old. Yeah, wow. He's 68. So that was around, was that 30 years ago? Yeah, because I'm 53. No, I was a little younger. He was actually younger than that. It was probably like 34 years ago. So he's like 34 years old. So he's much more energetic. Yeah. And he's slapping people five songs. <laughs> he ran his hand across my face, mm-hmm. slapped me and scratched me. And I had like blood. Get out. And he looked at me and then he like rubbed my head like, you're a good lad. (laughs) I actually met him. That's rock and roll. And then the last time ACDC came, I got tickets through a friend of of, uh, Brian Johnson, okay? A famous friend, an actor. So uh, after the show, I'm in the hallway and uh, he introduced, he said, are you the funny guy? The other way, that's the way he talks. Are you the funny guy? Yeah. But whatever, I go, how would you know? Because I had a feeling you're the funny guy. <laughs> and then he proceeded to make like the goofiest faces at me like that's comedy. He goes, Malcolm says you're a funny, funny guy. It's Malcolm McDowell. Oh, okay. Mal- Malcolm says you're a funny, funny guy. I, I hope you like the show. I did. All right, good. He's he one of those guys where you think like, oh man, he must be straining his throat like crazy to sing that way. And then like you said, you 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 hear him talking like, wow, oh, Jeff and by the way, and his voice is like exact singing voice is the same. But 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 what a, what a it was so he was such a kind gentleman. He was yeah. a good man, and that was really that was neat, you know. And, and being a security guard, that that's probably another reason why you're kind of like ah maybe not concerts so much because you like uh, you oh, you've the seen the worst. Of the I worst. saw I saw Queen. Queen was my first one in '77, oh, God, and I I've seen Queen. everybody. The only band that I never saw that I would have loved to have seen is Led Zeppelin. Yeah. They're the only one. And they were still doing their last tour. Their last tour was within my, I coulda. I wasn't working then. Mm -hmm. um, Because In Through the Outdoor came out, you know, when I was a senior. So Mm -hmm. earlier on, there was, you know, some Led Zeppelin action. But other than that, I've seen pretty much everybody. Jesus. I've seen... uh, How many people tried to fight you? Like, <laughs> oh, lots of people. Yeah, yeah you know, just like but, every night. Because people trying I've to get to... I've gotten some fights, you know, like and that. 
and I had my big black flashlight, the uh, mag light, yeah. the one that's like a baseball bat, Love you know, it. hanging from the side. Yeah, yeah. Um, people but, are trying to crawl up on the stage, or, or just... different things. Tom Petty, I remember uh, Tom Petty. I did security for. This is a hundred years ago, um, and my job was to stand on the side of the stage, mm-hmm. and when girls ran onto the got onto the stage, yeah. to run and grab them and pull them off the stage. And that was your exact job. Like, that was like, my job. This and it happened three happen. times during wow. the show. Yeah. Wow. Yes, but I stood there. I mean, and now where, where I'm at, I've I've been backstage, in front of the stage. I've been everywhere. So for for me, right now, as a man who doesn't who. And I say a man, I mean, you know, my kids go to lots of concerts. and Like, I get asked, you want to go to Coachella? I'm like, "There's n- you can yeah. pay me. <laughs> I just did my first rock concert in terms of performing. They had a comedy uh, room or thing. Um, it was, uh, bon- not Bonnaroo, what, Rue. What was it? Caboo. Oh, in San Diego. At Delmar. You got Avenue. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I, I said that this is my... Uh, First and last. I'm retiring on this. No. Wait, but didn't you, my uh, good buddy Matt Edgar. Who oh, I Matt, met, open for me. When you guys did Guster, right? Like, yeah, we did, went on tour with Guster. One yeah. of my favorite bands. Oh, they're great. Oh, they're... And uh, yeah, it was Guster and Garland. As a matter of fact, that's am- when we that's performed at Kaboo, he wore a Guster and Garland t-shirt. So that was cool. made me very happy. So cool. Um, now did, um, what would By you... the way, I want your listeners to know they don't know me. Yeah. My point about all this whole counseling, I've seen there, been there, done that. I'm not impressed with myself, and I've not <laughs> lost my lust for life. Sure. Like, I still love music. In an ideal world, I would watch, uh, you know, Bruce Springsteen, and the people around me would act like civilized people yeah, right. and be thoughtful and respectful of others yeah. and stand up when necessary and sit when necessary. Yeah, sure. But that's not how it is. No, never. So when I say I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and no more. You know what? I I totally get it because it's the same reason why when shows are like I like to be very private as much as I can right. at shows because I know as a tiny guy pe- people get drunk at concerts and they just kind of look around going oh, I, bet, I bet we could throw him. Yeah. And, and- Have you been thrown? Oh, it's oh, happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shut your grandma's balls. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. No, keep yeah, them so open. I want to hear the story. Someone will look at you and say, I bet we could throw him. Yeah. Uh, I was at a show for a band called Pennywise. And uh-huh. uh, they, 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 some guys just saw me and was like, ah, it'd be fun to throw him. By the way, in my opinion, and I'm being totally serious, yeah. that's assault. It is? Oh, it absolutely is. Out and out assault. So That uh, is so yeah. wrong. He's yeah. Been and so Hurtful. I'm. You understand? I hear certain. Yeah, you know, I hear stories that break your heart. Yeah, that really devastates me. Yeah, I was I'm not there. recovering from this. <laughs> you, you think that I won't be driving in my car? Yes, it's a Tesla. You think I won't be driving in my car, thinking to myself, about "What could that I have story? done? Why wasn't I there?" Well, no, I. I wish I was. That's well, a Jewish Because sure, a fight would have broke out. I would have went, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. And I would have turned to you, stand on my chair and watch the show. Yeah. And I would just get involved with the thing. I that like is it. so dispiriting and wrong. And you would have helped him in that fight because you would have been like, someday no, no, that no, little no. guy would I be somebody. Did, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Someday. What I would have done was I would have nice cleared him out. Yeah. Right. And then done the fighting. On my, I wouldn't have included him in the fight. I would have left him. He would have been. Now, what would you do? Um, and this is a real question. And, and Brad, I know you can speak to this because I you probably have been a part of these groups sure if a let's say five to ten dwarves rush the stage a la Tom Petty style with those girls yeah. what would be your plan of action 
First off, five to ten people don't rush the stage <laughs> as a group. Where they, what are they trying to accomplish? They want to tackle him? Like I'm saying, five to ten? What if these dwarves had an agenda? They want to kidnap Petty? They would be Petty. the weirdest we group of dwarves. <laughs> Here's my honest opinion. You know what my agenda What'd would be? What you say? We don't like Petty? <laughs> First off, I love to use the word dwarves. What, what should I use? A uh, dwarf little person. Little, uh, yeah. little person? Well, because to me... Little person's stupid, too. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm one of the weird You're just guys. a guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of the weird guys where I actually don't mind the word midget. How about, how about I, this? I, I little guy. Little, little he's guy. a little guy. There you go. Yeah, he's a little guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. If, if four or five little it's, guys it's not a, it's, That's not a position where there's a lot of names that have dignity with that, yeah. you know? It, 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 like mine, it really I get called America's Top Coxman. <laughs> when people see me, they go, America's Top Coxman. And you know, I have trouble with that. I think that's a little insulting. It's like, hey, I'm, everyone has I'm, their cross to bear. I'm, de- I'm definitely more than just a big cock. And, 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 and I like to say that to people, and it's funny because I say the same thing. Coxman means you know how to use it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I made that, I mean, I have heard that term before and I have no idea what it is. <laughs> you know, really means. But anyhow, uh, well, here's what I would do. Here's yeah. my agenda. Yeah. If 10 little guys and gals were running, I yeah, think that mix. goes, it's, it's a, a gal. It's not a little girl, no. right. little gal. Yep. And yeah. little, little guys and gals ran the stage. I'd move and probably leave the arena because that would be so weird <laughs> that something. You don't want to be around for the aftermath. I don't want to be around for the aftermath. <laughs> I want to be the, I want to get the fuck out of there and I'd leave. I'd quit my job. I don't care. <laughs> Because well, that's insane. And, yeah, and what does it mean? By the way, ten people yeah. rushing like that who yeah. are who are giants. Yeah, <laughs> I'm running the other yeah, you're way. Right. It doesn't yeah. matter how much size. What size. Doesn't matter that. Normal. Five, everyone five ten. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm leaving. See ya. Good night, yeah, nurse. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense because that night when uh, the two guys did pick me up and throw me, uh, right after that happened, a bunch of people left the arena because they thought like, well, you know what? Whatever Pennywise does on stage is not going to be better than a dwarf flying through the air. It, Seriously, it, 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 it's peak. So we're what does that? What does that feel like? Is that horrifying? Uh, yeah, because I'm like, I don't know, I don't know where I'm gonna land. land. <laughs> Uh, have you ever like? Did they miss somebody or anything? Well, thank thankfully they threw me like on top of a group, and then I immediately started crowd surfing. So that so it, so it at that point you don't, like you sort of went all right. I'm going to go with it. What can I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're a good egg. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, That's what I'm going to call little little people yeah, from now on. Good egg. He's a good egg. Do you know Michael uh, Michael McDonald from Mad TV? And yeah. uh, he was in the Heat. And, uh, yeah, I know and Michael. Spot, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he uh, he's a funny dude. Great. Yeah. And when he did the podcast, he nicknamed Brad. Um, Packet. Yeah. He said, you're my little packet, my little condiment packet. <laughs> and you know what? I would take packet over dwarf, yeah. over, over little person. I'm going to start calling seriously. I've just thought of that. Yeah. Every person, a male person like you, a coxman. <laughs> he's I'm a coxman. full support of that. Yeah, he's a coxman. Uh, yes. What does that mean? Yeah, no, he's a coxman. Yeah, 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 you'll know when you see him. (laughs) He's a coxman. You'll understand completely, and that's where I'm gonna go with it. So now, all little—I don't care where I am. What's quote a little person will now be known as a coxman, including the ladies. And the, sa- and the same explanation. You'll yeah. know when you see it. Yeah. You'll know when you see it. They're coxmen. Yeah. Uh, were, you, were, how, what was uh, Hebrew school like? I would like to share. Fun, if you, were I you funny a, in Hebrew had, school? Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I know one thing because others have told me this. Friends of mine from back then have said I would run into their class <laughs> and shut the door because I was being chased by the principal or somebody. And I would, I, I would, you know, entertain their class until I would physically get thrown out by the teacher, and then I'd run to another class. And in my class, I, my teacher, my Hebrew teacher for all Hebrew school, was an Israeli woman named Rachel, who was a former 
soldiers. Yeah. Most of them are. Yeah. And she would whip, a, whip erasers at me. <laughs> so I, you know. I mean, what? you you seem like the kind of guy where I mean, you said you said you were a security guard, so I, yeah. I, obviously big muscular dude. I was up, then, I played football and all that sort of stuff. I yeah. did sports when I was younger. Yeah, but then funny as well because normally it's always kinda, funny. Always, yeah. I was. I've been the class clown, no exaggeration, since nursery school. What? Yes. One year what in were second your moves grade, then? for like two weeks, everyone told me that this other kid, Brett Pincus, Brent Pincus, was mm-hmm. funnier than me, oh, and man. I was so upset by it. And this other kid, Wayne, they said, Wayne Dunn. I remember these names. And this was back in like second, third, fourth grade. Like, And they'd have like a two-week run, and then everyone would go, no, you're the funniest again. <laughs> I swear to God. It's like, uh, but, the, by the, the, once, these kids come to third grade, flash in a pan. But, by the way, but once I got like into high school, it was just you know, was done. Over. And even when I went to college, University of Miami, and Broward Community College, I did mm. both of those, and I was also known as the funny person then. I'm so curious. And I left University of Miami mm-hmm. at 20 to go start doing stand-up. Wow. And, I became a comedian. I was Chicago. studying film. This is no. Miami. Okay. I was filming. I was studying film at University of Miami, and I, I went to the comic strip in Fort Lauderdale, and I passed auditions my first night. No and so I've been doing it since 1980. Uh, too. And even then, your act was no, just... No, I tried writing yeah. back then. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like my act, because remember, I've been doing this 33 years. And so, it just sort of evolved into what it is. It's about to evolve into something else, by the way. You think? Oh, really? it, it's about to involve... I'm always going to improvise, but it's, go, it's going to involve where, and I've been doing this a lot lately, where there's more stories with the improv around it. Okay. And the improvisation leads itself with that. a story. So I'll have, let's say, a normal hour will be four stories. Yeah, and you just kind of go along. Yeah, with yeah, it. yeah. And, but and you've reached the level of your career where people want to know your story. Like people want to hear stories about Jeff. Yes, Cohen. yes. So I want to hear a whole chapter about that Hebrew school. Like first of all, <laughs> what were your moves in second grade when you when you would bounce from class to class? Were you doing that the same? That wasn't seventh second grade. That was actual Hebrew school. Okay, so so because when back in that, that's nursery school. Right. That's uh, what do they call Sunday school? Sunday school. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that. I I was a, definitely a, a destructive force in Sunday school, <laughs> but nothing specific like that. I'm telling you specific junior high okay. Hebrew school stories. So so when you would bounce from class to class. Same bit, or would you do no like, bit? I had no agenda. But what, no bits. what were you doing when you? Went I couldn't the... tell you. I was just yeah. funny. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't tell you what I did at the comedy store last time I, I performed there. Yeah. I was just funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. some nights I'm not so funny to the audience. By the way, if I go up and I feel funny and I know I'm funny, it's the audience's fault if I don't do well. But there are times, and this is where my heart breaks, where there are a great crowd and I suck. And that one driving home hurts me yeah and i hate that that doesn't happen very often it happens two or three times a year mm-hmm. you know now you don't ever if you feel yourself driving down that path of oh i'm not giving them it's not a matter of giving them i don't have it especially when you improvise yeah i'm human and so i don't have it my favorite nights not to have it are where the audience sucks so we all suck yeah right that's fine but when when there's a crowd and they're just you know they're fucking good and you Comic can't get before you does well yeah Comic well, after well you that does can well. but that can also mean that they're hacks and they're just doing yeah, whatever true, true. but you know the groove that they're that they're good they're attentive they're laughing at subtleties it's like really nice and you go up and you don't 
I mean, I've seen that with you. It's deliver. lights out when you have a crowd that's just eating out of the, at, your, at the store. Out it of the can be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's also nights, and, and, and I really. There's nights I'm, when you choose to rip a future podcast host, and they're not, so, <laughs> and they're not feeling it. They're like, hey, but we they, like this future star. But man, when they're good, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I don't have it, and I'm just, I'm just not funny, my rhythms are off, I don't feel right. Fuck, that's just, that makes it's the me, worst. What's yeah, it's your, bad. What's, like, because we all have sort of what we do if a set doesn't go wrong. Do you have, like, a do you have like a ritual where it's like, okay, well, I had a bad set tonight, so this is how I recover, or this is no. how I change? If, if, if I'm feeling funny and I have a bad set, I've forgotten about, I tell the audience that. I go, please be insulted. Uh, <laughs> by the time I go to the parking lot and get in my car, I've already forgotten this set and you, and that's completely true. Wow. Yeah, so it's healthy. So you just completely put it out of your head. If I know I'm funny, mm-hmm. and they're not a good audience, because audience, you understand, an audience, there's no scientific thing for what a good or bad audience is. Yeah. Like I don't scientifically look at why someone's funny or they're not, mm-hmm. but I will analyze in my head and have over the years audiences. And audiences, you have to take into account these are a group of people thrown together randomly. What is their education? How do their parents treat them? How do they react to alcohol? How do they react to uh, someone talking yeah. with a microphone in a dark room? Right. Uh, how was their day at work? How was their day with their wife? So it's all these random things yeah. thrown together in one room. Mm-hmm. So on a particular night where they've had, and if they've had a fucked up day, I want to make it better for them. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. is to ease their pain. But I'm just saying, sometimes chemically, an audience just stinks. <laughs> they stink. Sometimes they can be, you, you both know this, they can be even mean yeah. and yeah. stink. Yep. So if I'm feeling funny and they stink, mm-hmm. fuck them. Yeah. It's too bad. <laughs> it's too bad. Yeah, We could have had fun. It's too bad. If, if I'm uh, uh, um, not so good and they're good, mm-hmm. it's too bad for me and it's, it's sad to me. Yeah. Um, but you still can erase it. Yeah, but if it's but if they're not so good and I'm not so good, uh, whatever, you just write that off, you know. Now, do you approach um, like a talk show interview? Because I've heard you say too that you don't. Uh, that more often than not, you know these people who are, are interviewing. Yes, like you. when I did John Stewart show all the time. Yeah, there was no pre-interview. However, I did Howard Stern once, and you were phenomenal on it. Thank you. Yeah, it was a really it was great a dream. Interview. I've always wanted to it's do the it. Best. They never had me. The guy who did the pre-interview was great. Because he had a conversation with me. Um, I don't mind doing pre-interviews, conversations. But what happens is some of these people who are segment producers, what they do is they look for bits for you to recreate while you're on the panel. Yeah. yeah. And it's very inorganic, and I fucking hate it. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't do those anymore. I won't go on the show if right. they want me to do the set bits. Well, because that, that's a moment in time, and that 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 I was at one point, and that was funny at that moment. Like, why try? Well, to recreate but, 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 but recreating it, it lets. A lot of times, they want to use your stand-up bits, like yeah. tell yeah. that story. Right. Um, and as a stand-up, that's great. But if I'm sitting, here's the thing, and I know this because of my friends who are all talk show hosts. Uh, not all talk, but yeah. my friends who are talk shows, and I know from watching. Come on. Actors, actresses, a lot of people, not interesting at all. And they think they are. Mm -hmm. Very few people can come out and just be funny. So I understand the premise of the pre-interview. Yes. It's not for everybody, though. With me, it is the most unnecessary thing. I remember a guy, this was in Cleveland, doing a radio show. 
So he did a pre-interview before I go on with him. And he's like a, it was a, he, he was like the main DJ. And yeah. he um, said, all right, what bits are you going to do? I go, what are you talking about? I go, you just talked to me. He goes, oh, I can't do that. I go, you can't have a conversation? <laughs> can, yeah. He goes, I can have a conversation. He goes, but I need that. you to do different bits. What do you do? I go, no, no, watch. We're going to have a conversation, <sighs> mm-hmm. and it's going to be great. All right. So this dude, and this is maybe 15 years ago. Okay. Okay. And this dude, <laughs> when I tell you, is sweating mm-hmm. and shaking when we go on the air. <laughs> when it was over, mm-hmm. he was like a survivor of a plane crash in a positive way. Like, I didn't think that was great. And it was supposed to be horrible. And I'm alive. And it's really fun. And I want to do that again. Like the next time, he'd probably be a little bit sweaty. And yeah. then the 10th time, he would have no sweat. Yeah. Holy shit. But he didn't know you could do that. You changed the game for him. I did. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, he didn't get into old habits. And who knows if he's still on the air even. But the point being is that you're either funny or you're not. Yeah, and if you're not funny, I understand the pre-interview and having an agenda. Yeah, and sure. Scripted this and that movie, yeah. and tell me that story that you think is. You know, a lot of times, like a lot of times in show business, what happens on talk shows is people's egos get hurt when they're not the first guest. If they're mm-hmm. if they're like, I like being the first guest. Yeah, sure. However, if you have Tom Hanks as your guest that night. I'll be the second guest. Yeah. I even did that Is once. Is there a list that you are okay being second fiddle to? I don't give it out. Cher. But... Hanks. By the way, Cher, yes. Bonaducci. Mario Lopez. Who's on the list? But here's the thing. Yeah. It's like, if someone's going to be entertaining and interesting before you, mm-hmm. then great. I'm happy being second. I don't care. Sure. But if you know... Just because somebody's more famous Paris than you. Hilton, if she's like a buzz and you have to follow that bullshit. Well, that's mm-hmm. on all, that's adding extra levels yeah. to it. But um, I don't want to slam anybody. For so sure. I'm not, she's I'm great. Not, no, but no, no, I'm talking about her. Oh, okay. sure. <laughs> we know she's not great. Um, Adam lies through his teeth. Uh, no, no, no. Trying to be, no, but, 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 but there are certain actors and actresses who you may even enjoy in movies, but you know They're, you don't want to see them on a talk show. Yeah, yeah. And you say no. I just recently said no because I'm like, I am not following him. I like I love his work in movies, mm-hmm. but I will not follow him because there'll be no viewers left. Yeah, it'll be like well, people, people will be they, done. Yeah, and they'll, and, and they'll watch it go. And well, I did that before guest. on the same show. Yeah, uh, they wanted me to follow this beautiful actress mm-hmm. who's a big Jessica Alba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't like Jessica Alba for her storytelling technique. <laughs> And also, she's not coming out and sitting there in a bikini. Right. Right. So there's some reason to keep anyone on board because she's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I refused. I said, I'm not doing it following her. Mm-hmm. I said, she's hot right now. I get it. But that's not. And so I didn't. Mm-hmm. And the next time they said, they came back and said, what about Kanye West? I said, yes. Kanye West is hot and he'll keep viewers in because he's going to do something. Yeah. And he'll, he did. He'll say. He'll say he, he attacked he MTV and Entertainment Weekly for not giving him the respect. I swear he did. Yeah. He had the number one album in the country, and he was slamming, you know, these people. <laughs> and which, then, which show I, was that on? What's it was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, oh, the last time I was on, but I haven't been asked back that, until recently. Right. 
That's right. Uh, I watched that episode. Uh, when I went on there and said, what the fuck is he talking yeah. about? Oh, wait. Was that the episode that he went on that whole long, crazy... People were posting yeah. clips of it saying yeah, it was yeah. like brilliant. For... Yeah, well, yeah. No, yes. And then I went on after... And I borrowed from my publicist sunglasses and a scarf, you know, <laughs> so you get the idea I was imitating because he had these sure. big sunglasses yeah. and a scarf. And that. I went out there and I literally I said, you know, I'm mad at Comedy Central because I'm not one of the greatest comedians, like, like all these things. And then yeah. I said, he's got the number one album in the country. And I had no, I'd met him before. I'd done, he had done a pilot for HBO uh, that I did a cameo in. And he was very nice yeah. and all this stuff, but... You know, so when I followed him and I did that, and, I, and then I finally at one point I screamed, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> and I hadn't been asked back until recently. <laughs> but anyhow, um, uh, uh, he's going to be interesting and he'll keep viewers. Right. That's all you want. You know, if you're going to be on a show, well, if that show's interesting, great, I'll go on towards the end. Yeah. yeah. But if five minutes in, if you're sleeping... It doesn't want. matter if you go on 15 yeah. minutes in. Yeah. Uh, the only one, uh, the only couch thing I've done was Ferguson when uh-huh. he was coming out. And same thing where it was like they did a pre-interview. And in my head, I was like, God, I don't want to like, I'm at this point, the podcast has helped a lot with that. And then just stand up in general and uh-huh. where I just feel very comfortable off the cuff. Right. And, it, you know, and doing radio stuff, even like, you know, uh, and Brad kind of introduced me to the idea of just like not right. having planned bits because it's I just so... Uh, and you have I go in. I say uh, when they're like, "So, what do you want to lead me into?" I just go, "Just say hi to me." Yeah, just and say also, hi. you've been and doing it long enough where you know, and I've done it with them where it's like, if they set you, if they're talking about something that you do have something that might be uh, appropriate for that moment. But uh, so when we get out there, and Ferguson, nothing that was in that pre-interview we talked about, and it was just like so. Fu- now I can't imagine not doing it that way, right? Of because course, it was so it, much more. However. Enjoyable. Conan O'Brien and I are old friends. We used to be roommates. Yeah, yeah, which is and incredible. When I did his show, mm-hmm. I'm like name dropping like crazy. No, this Odin is great. Kirk told me it was his favorite thing that I would do this. I went out on, and I wasn't like playing like I'm this person, but I went out on Conan. I said, no stand up, only doing panel. Mm-hmm. I said, I'll be. He, Robert Smigel was the producer with Conan then. He's like, yeah, you'll be better just panel. But I used to go out with a bit. Like I would go out and say like the, the the Museum of Modern Art is honoring me and I would show clips of my movie oh, career. Oh, yeah. But I would do bits that like Steve Martin would do. Right, right. You know, where he's making fun of himself. Yes, yes. But the joke was nobody knew who I was as I was doing all these bits as if I was a famous comedian yeah. all the time. and But I just sort of felt like that felt right to me. Yeah. And then one day I woke up and I was a famous comedian, <laughs> and now I don't do the bits. How uh, did, did did that? Uh, how did that friendship even? I mean, was the start- friendship was actually through Bob Odenkirk. I was living in Chicago. I lived by Wrigley Field, and Bob said, "Can my friend, my friend Conan, needs a place to live? I know you've got that extra bedroom." Can and I? My first response, I swear, goes Conan really? <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, Conan." Conan and then yeah. Conan moved in, and Conan was. A delight, and he was the funniest person. I at that point, the only other person that I can put in the same. Well, there's a there's three like outrageously funny people that are just so funny. Conan, Mitch Hurwitz, who created Arrested yes. Development, wow, is yeah. crazy funny, yep. and Amy Sedaris. These are people that are just. And by the way, I know a lot of funny people that I sure, really respect. Yeah. So I'm sorry if I'm insulting them, but these are the ones that come to mind as like being like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, right. funny. Like, uh, it's unbelievable. 
So uh, anyhow, um, Sedaris even in her little cameo in Chef was incredible. Oh yeah, she was great. She yeah. she was in I Want Someone to Eat Cheese with. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. She's um, she's ridiculous. Yeah. And she's by the way, the stuff she does in Chef and the stuff she did in my movie and I mean, that doesn't hold a candle to how funny she is. Yeah, she's crazy funny. And she makes a killer brown Annie. She <laughs> ma- man, her brown. She invented the brown. I know she did. <laughs> um, uh, so so Conan so he said no, you gotta get this guy a place. No, yeah. So he moved in and we he so tickled me. He was so funny that we did. We used to do a fake talk show in our living room. And this is when Conan was a writer. Mm-hmm. He'd written on not necessarily the news and the Simpsons, and he just got a job on SNL. And they were on strike, and um, so he was not a performer. Yeah, and. I never would have thought he's going to be this talk show yeah. host. And we do this one, and I was his only two guests. Jeff Garland, who was a Weisenheimer, would ask him. He was George Takei, by the way, at all times. <laughs> it was called Wild Blue Yonder. And uh, and the other guest was Adam West, which is the only impression I do is Adam West. So Adam and Adam. Yeah. And so I was either Adam West or myself. And Adam West with George Takei, they would both, really talk about not getting any residuals from the 60s, which no one did. And then I would come out, and I would only ask him about residuals. And then the day Conan moved out as George Takei and Wabalini, he killed himself. <laughs> he put a gun in his mouth. It was really funny. What, was this a film you guys kind of did? Or like, did, you, did, 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 did you film this? It, 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 am I good? Oh, okay, okay, I, just making sure. Maybe. Uh, no, we didn't film it. We just did it for the fun. I'm fine, by the way, time like, yeah. I don't care how many more minutes. Well, I'm good. 15 or so? No, no, I thought she was okay. signaling me, and she wasn't, and okay, we don't good. have a signal. Okay, okay. That's We're how good. confusing yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, am I supposed to? I was looking know, for a, yeah. It's like, do me a favor and sit there. When it hits the three-hour mark, at th- I can't go more yeah, than three hours. Know. Be sure and, and do a, a soft shoe. <laughs> They won't understand. They'll go, why is his assistant doing a soft shoe? It's the three-hour mark. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so it's just something you guys did for you. Just For us. No, always. Just to make you guys laugh. But that's what I, you know, that's what we did, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm, we had no idea mm-hmm. anyone would find it funny. We were working in a vacuum the first season, especially. We just did what we thought was funny. Mm-hmm. And boom diggity, look. You really have no, I mean, I hear it said all the time, which is, you know, the making a movie or a show, but you really have no clue and tell that how people are going to perceive it you, you just have, have to- no idea how people are going to perceive it yeah. you can be proud of it and hopeful but as far as um uh um, but you're on set you know. laughing and having a good time and oh by the way i've done things where we laughed at a good time and it didn't turn out very well yeah so you don't know yeah i mean you can you think you think you have an idea but until the public gets a hold of it it's really how's the public gonna react but no, by the way there are times where you make something and you know damn well it's good mm-hmm. and people you trust tell you it's good and it just doesn't work uh financially you know and that can be marketing that can be uh what t- slot your tv shows in yeah when it premieres is, like, what does what the yeah. status state of the country is at the time you're doing sure. your thing yeah uh now does does um does Conan let you, now you guys are still obviously buds, yeah. Yeah. Uh, does he let you, I mean, you could call him any day and just say, hey, can I come on tomorrow to plug something or just I just want to go yeah, on just to hang I, out? Or... I can, yeah, but by the way, yes, I can say that and they'll get me on as quick as they can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not like uh, I'm going to come on tomorrow. Right. Now, if it was life or death, I could go on tomorrow. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, um, yeah. 
But that's what kind of life in the, my my ears my hurt from the ACD concert. No, you're going with the penis. Let's go. With yeah, the, let's go. With the penis. My penis is going to fall off <laughs> unless I get a hundred dollars from one one hundred dollars singles. This is a, a spell that a witch put on me. You know what I'm saying? No, there's yeah, no for reason. Sure. There's no yeah. reason. But yeah, I mean, you know, I could call and say, "Please have me on soon." Uh, is there uh, anybody that you? Um, is there any? Who did you like grow up watching uh, comedically that really got you? Well, early on, Jackie Gleason. Jack Benny's probably my all-time favorite comedian. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bob Newhart. I used to love the Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, and then Albert Brooks, Woody Allen, you know, um, I, I David love, Letterman, yeah. huge. That was your guy. Uh, I, I, as a matter of fact, I started my stand-up career when his uh, 1230 show started. Wow. I used to skip college, my classes, to watch his morning show. Oh, no so kidding. he had a. He, he, I, I haven't even. Oh, I couldn't was, watch it the last like two or three weeks. I couldn't watch. It was too emotional. His no kidding. Morning show was in Indiana. I want to say no, or, no, his, no. His morning show was on NBC. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, Chris way too emotional. Just the ending of that era was just too much for you to for him process. to show that. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. too much. But you know, I used to work with Steve Colbert in the in the uh, box office at Second City, and I oh, did shit. shows with him and perform with him, and I love him and. I think he's going to be in rock fit. for a long time, yeah. you know. And that's wonderful. But it's sort of a, everything changes. It's all temporary. The whole thing, even <laughs> would, life. You know. Would you ever fall in love again? I don't know. <laughs> no, what? 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 Get a new penis? Uh, no. Would you watching you interview Larry at the Largo? That was a, a very quick thought of mine. Was how uh, effortless you are in in conversing with people, and especially right. somebody you know. And my immediate my immediate thought was. Um, a, how lucky I felt to be watching that, and I was like, I hope I feel so bad for anybody who's not seeing this live. Oh, that's kind. But of then you, I yeah. was like, the, you for sure could um, transition into that if you. I wanted have gotten to. that compliment many, many times. It's an amazing and compliment. I really dig it. It's so yeah. nice. Um, I would never do a nightly talk show. As a matter of fact, there's no amount of money to mm. tie into that. But I would be interested in a Sunday night talk show and a weekly talk show. Oh, I so very like much a, would. Like a John Oliver thing, or yeah, it would be different. Political, but well, but Don, John Oliver is great. Yeah, he's and, unreal. And he's unreal, yeah. actually. Yeah, I love him. But um, no, mine would be more conversation, be yeah. an hour conversation. Yeah, and it would literally be conversation, and it wouldn't be driven by, um, you know, promoting. Yeah, no, yeah. So it's everything that TV doesn't want. <laughs> so, by the way, I think it would be a good thing, yeah. but I think I don't. I don't look at it and go, "Why won't someone?" Do? I haven't tried, and I may try. I may. Let me just uh, right now. Here, here's what I. Where you said we're wrapping up, yeah. so I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you what I'm doing. I'm doing the Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. I'm doing. I'm, I've decided. For I took a break from comedy clubs for a few months. Um, it's been about three months, you know, or so. And I'm going. I realize because I, I, after 33 years, comedy clubs just can just be a drag. Yeah. And so, but I realized, like, I've got a, a be- big benefit. I'm doing at a theater in like two weeks, and I realized, well, how am I going to prepare for that? I have to go on stage. Right. So it's like it's like the necessary evil. It's 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 what it is is it's practice, mm-hmm. and it's not the be all end all. It's practice. And I'm sorry if I'm people who who when they go up at the comedy store think this is the it, which I would have younger right. earlier in my career. But um, so not just uh, are you talking about not just doing spots at the uh, OR at the comedy store? You're talking about doing a weekend somewhere? 
Yeah, I do a weekend. Yeah. I, I just did like some clubs, you know, about five months ago, and holy crap, it just burnt me out on yeah. it, you know. But I have to do what. Here's the thing: I have to do whatever to do to to stay good. So I'm going back. I'm doing the store this weekend. Good. I'm doing uh, what the hell's that? The, 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 the flappers, which flappers the name, in Burbank. But yeah. flappers is the only place I ever play where I don't get around to doing anything except talking about the name. <laughs> That's all I do is talk about why it's called 50 Flappers. Fifty minutes of that? Oh, I've done yes. <laughs> well, you said fifteen minutes. Fifty. 50. Yeah, I know. I did an hour. I hour and ten on it. Jesus. I've done it. But I, I can't control myself because it's nuts. <laughs> it is. It's embarrassing. Where are you playing? I'm at Flappers. <laughs> that alone tells people that you are the not who, successful. The Who Who Chuckle Hut is next weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah yeah you know so, but I'm doing that. But I'm also developing a. Um, mini series TV movie type thing for Netflix with me as a detective. Oh my and uh, I'm in the middle of writing it now. Love it. Um and uh, it's gonna be improvisational uh, improvisational based? The actors will What was that word free. you tried to I pronounce? Tra- I, 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 Improvis- yeah, improvisation? I, I, I had a quick little brain <laughs> All right. All right. So in back. all sincerity, yeah. uh, it'll be fully scripted mm-hmm. with the actors encouraged to like we'll do, we'll get what what we need to get. That's all. I'm not gonna like worry about it. You and know? the people at your disposal, looking at dealing with idiots, I have to imagine are just ridiculous. well. Actually, it's not gonna be that kind of show where it's big ensemble. It's uh, I'll have a big guest actor playing the murderer. Mm-hmm. I say that where you know, like, it's because it's like Columbo. You're gonna know who the murderer is right away. Yeah, gotcha. As a matter of fact, my version, you really know right away. <laughs> you watch it happen. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, no, in a different way. Okay. You'll see. But anyhow, so there'll be that, and there'll be actors that people like and stuff. I don't see anyone who's like really famous other than the murderer. Because, you know, you watch Law and Order, yeah. and the most recognizable guest person is the killer yeah. every single time. Yeah, right. Same with Columbo, but Columbo, they showed you the thing. Yeah, this week, Glenn Close yeah. kills people. I'm yeah. Like, well, they don't, but yeah, it's close. Yeah. If Glenn Close is, uh, is, is charged with murder, yeah. she's the one. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not fooling like... anybody on my show. My show will, will be a little bit funny. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be done real. Be, yeah, it's not going to be And Glenn so I'm, Close, working on, I'm working on that now. That's great. So between that and my stand up, I don't have much time. And then you, the Goldbergs. You love the Goldbergs? I do. Here's why I love it's the awesome Goldbergs. Here's why I love the Goldbergs. It's a great part for you. It is a great part yeah. for me. I, I never thought I'd be on a network show. And I should say never. In recent years, doing Curb, doing more edgy stuff, sure. I never thought, oh, I'll be on a network show. Because you get so conditioned to that way of working yeah, that you're alternative, like. Yeah, alternative, sort of like yeah. being an alternative, an indie film actor, like yeah. enjoying that sort of stuff. All right, so. I got the script, and I'm like, oh, this is actually good. And then I got clips of his real family. I'm like, oh, okay. So I said, well, as long as I can carve out that I can still do Curb, I'll do it. And we worked it out. Boom. Okay. And that's a big deal because sometimes it just – you're that unable rare, to do it all. That doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen. You know, but I think a lot of the lawyers and executives are fans of Curb, so they don't want to be the one to stop it. Right. So – but here's the thing, man. I'm proud of the show. I, I think it's funny. I think it's well-written. It's not necessarily something that I would watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get in trouble for this every time. But here's the point I want to make. People love the show. People come up to me and tell me all the time 
how good it makes them feel. And the fact that I'm on a show that makes people feel good, that they watch with their family, that's not soft. Right. You know, although the endings are very, what's the word called? Where, where, you know, they're, they're, they can be like uh, sad, you know. <laughs> What was that? Yeah, I was going to say just sentimental, but I mean. Sentimental. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. They're very sentimental. Too sentimental for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I come from Curb Your Enthusiasm, which comes from Seinfeld, you know, Larry David, which is no hugging. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm on a show that pretty much every ending's a hug. (laughs) Yeah. No hugging. So, like I said, it's not my thing, but I am honored to be able to tell Adam Goldberg's story every week. And I'm honored that people love it and it makes them feel good. So for me, it is nothing but a positive experience. Yeah, love hearing positive. That. I, the cast I dig it. seems pretty awesome. They're awesome. The cast, awesome. Uh, I love them. Wendy McClendon Covey is just uh, so funny. I I just am in awe of her. But point being is, I'm honored to be on the show. And yeah, there you go. You hope it runs for a while. Yeah, not too long. Yeah, is there, is there? Can you? I mean, like, I mean, I I could see doing it for seven years or so. You know, mm-hmm. those half hour sitcoms that run into eight, nine, ten years. It's like what? Yeah, they're, they're still they're, just, they're still um, getting in trouble. Yeah, they're still getting in trouble. <laughs> but you know, also it's a family thing. At that time, it'll be about you know the grandchildren and sure, all that shit. The kids grow up, and then it's, I have, it's, I have it's no interest in doing. Uh, that. Speaking of, uh, and then we'll wrap this up. Of final seasons, um, I mean, I'm sure everybody asks you probably all the time, but hmm. because it is my favorite show, and hmm. you don't have to tell me on air. But are there even conversations happening between you and? Uh, Here's what LD? I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you the the, the 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 real version after. No, no, the no. I'm going to tell you on on the air. I love it. All right, and you'll go. Oh, you told me the real version off the. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the order of, of things. Mm-hmm. I was at the Television Critics Association when they do all the shows and they do ask you, and I said 51%. It was actually the most I've ever been on the internet in a long time. 51%. And then I just did um, Rich Eisen's show. Yeah. And I upped it to, because of recent activity, I said 54%. Hey. And I just did an interview with the Wall Street Journal earlier today, and I said 56%. You know what? It's 60%. Oh, man. Breaking news. That makes me so happy. Yeah, 60%. That's a and solid the only way percentage. I can go higher yeah. is 90% from here because that'll mean that he's written episodes mm-hmm. and he's passed five of them. If, if he starts writing episodes, I go 90 and then 100 when he's written more than five. Wow. Because you know he might write four and go, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> you oh know? But I'd say 60%. Oh, uh, that we do, amazing. and I'm going to leave it at that. And by the way, it's not because he's doing it or he said he's doing it, but we talked about it. Yeah. And he talked about it with somebody else involved in the show, and eh, it's a big maybe. And maybe it's not 50-50, it's 60. We're 60-40, yes. I love that. I like it. Uh, and on your podcast, and I will never go up past 60 <laughs> on any other show. I love that. Real quick, favorite episode of Curb. Would be Wandering Bear. Yes. Wandering Bear is where Cheryl's vagina is bothering her, and Larry's looking for creams and such, and an Indian helps put a spell. He's got a thing, and my, when Larry and I are watching Girls Gone Wild, my dog gets run over. Uh, unbelievable. Which doesn't sound funny, but I swear it's funny, and the dog's fine. Um, Oscar. Um, yeah, that's my favorite episode, because it stands alone. 
Uh, yes. One of my favorite scenes when you and Larry are hovering over, um, I can't remember who it is in the hospital bed, but it's waiting for... Oh, the big vagina to, scene? Oh, my God. How much of that had to have been improv? Because it was always... Your face well, when you're like, they love this, and Larry's like, they love... Yeah. You're doing the hand no, gesture. No, we're making that up, but... It's not but small it's, penis, it's But it's vagina. written that, Larry, <laughs> that Jeff indicates, you know... Um, you know, small penis, no big vagina, and we talk about it. So how we performed it was not because you were so uh, self-assured that when Larry was like, she said you, uh, had, no. and, and you no, were just no, like, no, no, no. no, it was the complete opposite. No, yeah, no, no, sorry, <laughs> big vagina, huge. <laughs> I remember it now because it came easy to me to say that because yeah. no one says that. And Larry so immediately yes-anded that you were right, which is so great about that relationship that he's like, oh, it it is big, isn't it? And then you're like, oh, huge. Yeah, and the end of the like, episode, that the end of the episode, she's she's put has an autographed baseball in her vagina. <laughs> so there you go. I was right. Uh, uh, Jeff, I'm so glad that we that we got to do this. It, it was, I'm really happy yeah. too. And here's the door being open again. I'd like to do it again. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, but when? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you know. But, hey, but you know what? When is just having the door open? Is uh, maybe a couple years. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, but I think that you're both are, are on your way to big success. Thanks, man. You should still do this out of fun if you have time. Well, we do, but it's a big thing, man. If you're both on, let's say you're both on hit shows, mm-hmm. it's hard to do this. Imagine that. It is. So when people say, "Please do it," I really want to, but I swear it's hard to pull it off. Oh yeah. yeah. And I'm, you're young, much younger than me, both of you. I'm tired, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm heading into my elderly years. I'm pre-elderly. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, I mean, it's it's almost four o'clock. So if you're pre-elderly, you probably have to get to bed pretty soon. Right? I'm actually going to meet my friend Flanny for coffee right now. I love Wonderful. that. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you again it, for doing this, it, gentlemen. You're my the best. pleasure. <laughs> you're, no, you're the best. Thanks, thank Jeff. you. So that's the show. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? (laughs) Nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.